Let's break down the top 24 rookies coming out of this 2019 NFL draft class. I don't think you could find anyone higher on Nikhil Harry than I was coming into January and February, really dropping the boldest prediction I've ever dropped. Now that prediction is becoming less bold every single day, but I essentially said, but I think Nikhil Harry is going to be a top four wide receiver in all of fantasy within one to two years without a landing spot months before the NFL draft that Harry would be in my top one to four for all fantasy wide receivers within one to two years. His landing spot in New England only amplifies all of my excitement for Harry and now my expectations are even higher in terms of 2019 production. I'd be disappointed if Harry didn't pull in 800 to 900 yards and seven to nine scores in 2019. He's six foot two, 228 pounds, as strong as DK Metcalf. In fact, he benched 27 reps just like DK Metcalf. This guy's combine performance got completely overshadowed by DK Metcalf's. He has the physical frame of a Terrell Owens meets Calvin Johnson. I can't think of a better wide receiver prospect that has come out of college period. The guy dominates the space around him. He can completely manipulate defenders, the sideline. He can go up and get a jump ball against anybody out of the gate. The scary part is he will get better and Tom Brady is delivering the football to him. In PPR, there is absolutely no question that Keel Harry is the 1.01. I love David Montgomery. He has elite wiggle and tackle breaking ability and he's going to prove to have a nose for the end zone in Chicago. Give him a year or two before he dominates the PPR production in Chicago, but make no mistake about it, Montgomery can be an elite PPR back in one to two years. As a rookie, he could rush from anywhere between 1,000 and 11, 1,200 yards and score seven to nine touchdowns. Heading into 2020, he's going to be a top 10 overall fantasy football pick. A lot of people have a problem with where I'm ranking and drafting both Josh Jacobs and where I'm ranking and drafting Miles Sanders. I get it. Their ADPs are way, way higher than where I'm putting them. And I get it. With Jacobs, you have a big bruising back in Oakland. Oakland wants to run the football. He looks like the prototypical between the tackles bruising type back. But his biggest year in college was 650 rushing yards. 650. Devin Singletary had 28% of that in one game in 2018. He had 26% of it in another game. I know, I know. Devin Singletary played for Florida Atlantic. He had a much easier schedule. But if you want to play that game, Jacobs played for Alabama, a much more dominating offense, better offensive line, more touchdown opportunities. But the bottom line is, while it wasn't his fault that he didn't get more yards and opportunities, that doesn't change the fact that he he doesn't have a big resume. For my number two, number three overall rookie pick, I need a player that has a proven track record, not just a big frame, a guy that looks like he can play the role before I give them my trust to do it at the NFL level, a much bigger, faster game with a longer season. I'm not calling him a bust, but I'm saying number four is where he belongs in my book. Devin Singletary had 22 rushing touchdowns last year and 32 the year before. His downside would be that he's had a ton of carries over his career and that he might be a smaller type back, but he's proven. And his start and stop game is as good as anybody's already in the NFL. I can't promise that Buffalo has the faith in him that I do, but I don't think they would have drafted him as high as they did if they didn't believe that he was the future of that rushing attack. Use ADP when drafting him because I'm ranking him number three. He's going anywhere from 1.09 to 2.04. So don't pick him number three, but don't be afraid to reach for him at six, seven, eight to make sure you get him. I challenge everybody watching to find somebody that has casted more doubt on Todd Gurley this offseason than I have, and as early as I have. I went on YouTube months ago and did a no Todd Gurley campaign where I said no Todd Gurley 
5,000 times in a row. I've been beating a dead horse on this topic since January. The elite Todd Gurley that's dominated for four years in the NFL is gone. I have tons of videos on this. If you're having a negative reaction to this right now, I urge you to watch those videos. In a nutshell, the guy has arthritis in his knee that he had ACL surgery in. The last time we saw him play, he was playing badly. He looks like he's running in mud or snow, which to me indicates he lost a step. And he's even gone on record recently saying he doesn't know how his health will be six months from now. He can only focus on the now. I've been preaching it for months. Do not draft Todd Gurley anywhere near the top 15 in 2019 fantasy football drafts and i've been called crazy for it every day we move toward august and draft day that's becoming less crazy but for some reason loyal todd Gurley owners and prospective owners are holding out hope that he's going to be able to manage elite numbers on lesser carries but the problem is arthritis does not get better his knee's only going to get worse you can manage it a little bit you can take meds for the pain over the last four years he's had one of the heaviest workloads for a running back he was completely abused in 2016 hitting eight man front after eight man front and while he escaped that year uninjured it took a toll okay and after all of that in months of me preaching this information we head into the nfl draft where the rams select daryl henderson aka what we call him at sleeper u hendy d henderson is one of the most dynamic and elusive running backs in the entire 2019 nfl draft class and he broke off the most 40 yard runs and 20 yard runs out of any back in college football. He rushed for 1,900 yards in 2018 with 22 touchdowns on the ground, 25 total. He's a smaller back at 200 pounds, but but he fits perfectly into this Ram system. And while he won't outright take the job away from Todd Gurley, I don't believe Gurley stands a chance at staying healthy in 2019. The best case scenario for Todd Gurley is that they cut back his workload enough to give D. Hendy a lot of opportunities to impress for the now and the future. At some point, Daryl Henderson is going to start games in 2019 for the Rams. And every game he starts, he's going to turn heads and people are going to say bye to Todd Gurley. I bet you that still sounds crazy to some people, but I'm also pretty confident that more and more people are starting to get on board with this kind of thinking. This goes for both redraft and dynasty, but especially redraft because I think that's where the value is going to be. I'm going to try and scoop up D. Hendy, Daryl Henderson in every league I'm in in 2019. Debo Samuel is in a great spot with the 49ers. He is a very good passer in Jimmy Garoppolo, and I think they're gonna develop very, very well together. Mikkel Hardman, the guy that went from rags to riches on draft day. His future is very dependent on what happens to Tyreek Hill, but at a very minimum, I think we're gonna see Tyreek Hill miss a grip of time in 2019, probably the entire season, but anything can happen. If Tyreek Hill misses a big chunk of time, Hardman is gonna mature fast and get fed the football a ton. I like him easily in that five to seven range overall, for 2019 rookies. I love AJ Brown, but I don't love his landing spot. Don't count him out for the future. Look what happened in Arizona. If I would have told you this time last year that Josh Rosen was going to be traded and that the Cardinals would take Kyler Murray with the first overall pick, you would have called me crazy. QB and passing situations can change very fast. So I hope they change for AJ Brown because I don't like him in this offense, but eventually talent will shine through. For now, given the now factor, he gets bumped down. Unfortunately, I know 
Miles Sanders at 1.09. I'm crazy, right? I honestly don't get the hype behind Miles Sanders. Yeah, he's a good running back. His stats won't overwhelm you. I don't know why his situation looks so good to people. They went after Jordan Howard. Now they draft a bigger name running back. They have a proven track record of never using one back or using any of their backs to their fullest potential. And now I see his ADP falling in the 1.02 to 1.04 range. To me, it seems crazy. There are so many safer options that I would take. I could see taking him at 1.08, maybe 1.07, but there's no way I'm taking him over Harry, Montgomery, Singletary, Jacobs, or even Henderson or Samuel. I like Hollywood Brown. He's a really gifted wide receiver, but like AJ Brown, I don't like his situation. I don't see why Kyler Murray can't be a top 7 to 10 fantasy QB during his rookie year, so I love him at 1.11. Given Doug Baldwin may not play again, you kind of got to like DK Metcalf in Seattle. I don't think he'll be as good as people expect, but I think he'll be 1.12 worthy. I'm willing to take a stab that he's better than I expect. Now, guys that missed the first round that I think are very arguable in that 1.08 to 1.12 range, Noah Fant, TJ Hawkinson, Hakeem Butler, Paris Campbell in Indianapolis, Evan Hill with the Ravens, and uh, Damian Harris with the Patriots. All of those guys are arguable. And then you see the rest of my rankings. Benny Snell has good upside in Pittsburgh. For those of you in very, very deep leagues, handcuffing him to Jalen Samuels isn't a bad option. It's pretty much my blueprint to my 2018 bold prediction with James Conner and Jalen Samuels. This year's version of that duo is Samuels and Benny. I like Bryce Love in Washington. It's a good spot for him to work his way back into being potentially a good running back. So there you have it, my top 24 rookies for 2019. Comment below, tell me who you like, tell me who you don't like. Subscribe, follow, get some. Hey Smitty, I got a trade offer for you. You give me Alvin Kamara, I'll give you Todd Gurley. <laughs>